0: Dr. Michael Youssef.
1: If you want to be my disciple, then your loyalty to me must be above everything else. Even if that loyalty causes you to be misunderstood, even if that loyalty causes people to attack you and criticize you for His name's sake, do it anyway. Because He's going to give you the strength to do it.
0: When being publicly baptized, Christians in many parts of the world declare their willingness to suffer for the sake of Christ. In addition, they pledge to their brothers and sisters that with God's strength, they will not deny the name of Jesus, even under the most difficult situations. Welcome to Leading the Way with pastor and cultural anthropologist, Dr. Michael Yusuf. On this episode, Dr. Yusuf begins a series of messages that will take you up close and personal with the real cost of discipleship. It's much more than walking an aisle, shedding a tear, or filling out a church membership card. The series is called, Can You Pass the Three Tests? Join me in listening.
1: There is a phrase that was uttered by Jesus in Luke chapter 14. And was uttered several times, actually not once or twice. And I have to confess to you, every time I read that, I just wince just for a moment. I kind of have a little bit of a shiver going down my spine. Every time I read that phrase, it has an impact on me. I know I'm saved and I know I'm going to heaven. And I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ. But somehow, every time I read that phrase, (laughs) it has an impact on me. And that phrase is, you cannot be my disciple. You cannot be my disciple. You cannot be my disciple. And Jesus repeated that several times in Luke 14. And I had to ask myself, why did Jesus have to be so negative in such a positive world. You know, I mean, we all want to think positive thoughts, positive thinking, all of that stuff. And yet Jesus comes in with such negative statement. Obviously, he has not read the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. (laughs) And I have to ask myself, why? Why did he have to put it in the negative? Why did he have to say, you cannot be my disciple, you cannot be my disciple? Why didn't he say, well, if you want to be my disciple, you do this and this and the other thing. And I'm convinced now it is because Jesus did not want anyone to follow him for the wrong reasons. Jesus did not want anyone to follow him under false pretenses. Jesus was deeply concerned of those who are merely interested in him because of his power, because of his miracles, because of his wisdom. Those who are merely interested in him because of his provision. Because of his healings. And so he looks at the multitudes of people. Multitudes who are pushing and shoving and straining to follow Jesus. And he said to them, unless you carry your cross every day And follow me you cannot be my disciple Jesus what are you saying (laughs) he is saying that if you want to be a disciple of Jesus you got to be loyal to Jesus you got to be able to love like Jesus and you got to be able to live like Jesus so what is loyalty to Jesus all about what does it look like look at verse 25 of Luke 14 Verse 25, prior to that, you see, Jesus gets a huge crowd. I mean, it was a large crowd of people. They were all pushing and shoving. Man, that's a marketer's dream, right? It's a marketer's dream. And the Bible said, great multitudes were following him. And then what happens? All of a sudden, winsome Jesus becomes winnowing Jesus. Why? Lord, what are you doing? (laughs) What are you trying to do? You're trying to get rid of people? Wouldn't you like to brag about how many thousands of people are following you? Isn't that a great... Man, do you understand? People have to pay money for this. But you got to understand this about Jesus. If you want to be a disciple of Jesus, you have to be loyal to Jesus. Now, beloved, I want to tell you something. There is so much cheap grace... That has been dispensed to congregations and to people and to, through preachers and teachers throughout this land and throughout the world. There's so much cheap grace that has been dispensed. It breaks the heart of any sensitive Christian. And mostly for one reason. They do not want to offend anyone. I'm convinced Jesus did not want to offend anybody. I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to be offensive. But I want to tell you something. Listen to me very carefully. If I lie to you in order not to offend you, I've already offended you. If I tell you half-truth in order not to offend you, I've already offended you. If I tell you what I know you want to hear, but it's not the truth, then I've already offended you. In fact, I have greatly sinned against you. Loyalty to Jesus requires blazing integrity. And integrity, beloved, is on the list of the endangered species in our culture. We are seeing company executives who lie and cheat and deceive their stockholders in order to enrich themselves, and they think there's nothing wrong with that. We are seeing journalists and writers plagiarizing and making up stories and fictitious events, and they see nothing wrong with that. We are seeing preachers in the pulpits who have messed up lives and they have watered down the truth that you can't even recognize it and they think there's nothing wrong with that. We are seeing students in greater and greater number who are cheating on their exams and they're plagiarizing term papers from the internet. They see nothing wrong with that. Television program after television program is designed to glorify deception. And we see nothing wrong with that. No wonder less than 13% of the population in the United States of America believe that the Ten Commandments are applicable to us today. Less than 13%. No wonder. No wonder we're in the trouble we're in. I want you to hear me right on this one. Because it all began... With those of us in the pulpits. When we have began to place marketing ahead of truth. When we have began to place pleasing people above pleasing God. When we have began accommodation to sin instead of condemnation of sin. When we have began to place popularity ahead of God's precepts. That's what all began, and today we see the consequences of what have began in the pulpits. Why do I say this? Because as goes the pulpit, goes society. And the truth is this, our culture is in big trouble. It really is because of that colossal slide in integrity. No culture, read history, can ever survive that slide And so Jesus gets a huge crowd, which is a marketer's dream. And what does he do? He says to them, unless you are prepared to carry your cross every single day and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. I'm sure some of the clever marketers would have advised Jesus. You know, the the Madison Avenue boys, they would have said, Now, Jesus, just relax, chill out. Let me show you how you do this. Just at least give them some soft words, give them some smooth words, and then tell them the truth. (laughs) Jesus, at least let them follow you for a while. I know they will fall in love with you, and then tell them about the cost of discipleship. Jesus, at least. Let them see how wonderful you are. And then tell them the cost of following you. Jesus, at least let them gradually understand the importance of eternal life, of the all-importance decision of following you because of their eternity. Just give them a chance first. Jesus, at least let them hear about the good things that you are going to give them. The forgiveness of their sins. Eternal life with you. Peace of mind. Freedom from anxiety and fear. And tell them about the importance of loyalty to you later on. But not up front. But with Jesus, there are no misleading subtleties. There are no small prints. With Jesus, there's no sugar coating. Everything is up out, out up front. Don't you hate small prints? And I'm not talking about those my age who are having a hard time reading, you know, and you need glasses. But I'm, I'm, I'm talking about small prints. It's increasing. Everywhere you go, you get this big, bold thing, 75%. And when you read the small print, is that they're going to take you in for 75% more. I mean, you know, this, this little thanks to the truth in advertising, at least now. When they advertise... A pill that's going to make you better. You get that voice, you know, that speaks so fast you can't understand a word they say. After they tell you this pill is going to make you feel better. Oh, but it's going to give you a headache, diarrhea, cramps, heart attack, liver problems. Kidney disease, blindness, your hair will fall. But it's going to make you feel better. Don't you love that? Integrity. Is the integration. Here's what you believe. And here's how you live. And when the two are integrated, that's what integrity is all about. No discrepancy. But if and when discrepancy occur, as it occurs to all of us and with all of us, we are ready to repent. We're ready to confess. We're ready to come and ask for forgiveness. Not pretend. Put on a mask. Where there is no integrity in preaching, we cannot expect integrity in living. Where there is no integrity in the pulpit, there can be no integrity in the pew. And that's where the all began. When preachers preach compromised gospel, people will live compromised lives. When preachers do not call sin, sin, people will wink at sin. When preachers tell only half-truth, people will be blindsided. And the trouble that we are in today as a society can be placed squarely at the feet of the preachers and the ministers and the priests. And so Jesus said, you cannot be my disciple without total loyalty to me. Without total loyalty to me. I want you to look at verse 26. Some of you probably already read down there verse 26 and said, I hope he says something about that verse. I know some of you read verse 26 and got stumbled over it. Some of you probably said, how in the world can Jesus say this? Here's what he said. If anyone comes after me and does not hate his father and mother, etc., Cannot be my disciple. How can Jesus say something like this? There are some people I've come across who take that verse of Luke 14, 26, and they absolutely twist it to please and suit themselves and suit their purposes. I've seen it. A man with two small children, heartbroken, sat across the lunch table from me and he said, My wife opened the Bible. Believe it. This lady does not believe that the Bible is the Word of God. She does not believe that Jesus was the divine Son of God. But she took that verse from the Bible and said, I've got to walk out on you and the children because I've got to love the ministry more. Couldn't be further from the truth. Couldn't be further from the truth. Furthermore, it was a false ministry anyway. What did Jesus mean? Unless you hate your father and mother, etc. Well, what Does Jesus really want people to hate? No, 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 no. It is an absolute fallacy. It's absolute misunderstanding. What what Jesus is doing here is making a distinction between redemptive love, which is divine, and possessive love, which is human. That's what he's doing. Jesus was saying is this, our relationship to our loved ones, unless it grows out of redemptive love, it will not last. He is saying that if a husband and wife Love for each other does not flow from Christ's love for them. It is possessive love, not redemptive love. Jesus is saying that possessive love is selfish love. But redemptive love is self-giving love. And selfish love is doomed to failure. But love that comes as a result of total Commitment and total loyalty to Jesus Christ is a love that we can only grow deeper and stronger and higher. That's what he means. I want you to hear me right, please. When Jesus is unrivaled in your life, when Jesus is unrivaled in my life, your love for others, my love for others, will be real and genuine, not selfish and possessive. And so... What does loyalty to Jesus mean? He said, unless you carry your cross that's identifying with me every single day, no matter what the cost, you really shouldn't call yourself my disciple. That's what loyalty to Jesus means. You cannot call yourself my disciple without total loyalty to me. You cannot call yourself my disciple When you are keeping your mouth shut about me, you cannot call yourself my disciple when you are ashamed of my name. You cannot call yourself my disciple when you deny on Monday what you profess on Sunday. You cannot be my disciple when you habitually practice deception. You cannot be my disciple when you worship gold more than worship God. You cannot be my disciple when your pursuit of happiness is far more important to you than the pursuit of holiness. You cannot be my disciple when success is far more important to you than surrender. You cannot be called my disciple when you spend more time in front of the idiot box than with the holy book. You cannot be called my disciple when power is more important to you than prayer. You cannot be called my disciple when truth means less to you than treasure. Amen belongs here. Amen. That's what Luke fourteen twenty five means of carrying your cross every day and following me. If you want to be my disciple then your loyalty to me Must be above everything else. Even if that loyalty causes you embarrassment among your peers. Even if that loyalty causes you sacrifice. It is nothing in comparison to his sacrifice. Even if that loyalty causes you to carry the cross of Christ on your shoulder every day. Even if that loyalty causes you to be misunderstood, even by the nearest and the dearest to you. Even if that loyalty causes people to attack you and criticize you and malign you for His name's sake. Even if that loyalty would cause you to be hated by others, do it anyway. Because He's going to give you the strength to do it. You're not on your own. Because... In comparison to the privilege of being a disciple of Jesus, all these things are pittance in comparison. They cannot be compared with the glory that is revealed in us. The fact that we're adopted by the King of Kings, that we are called His sons and daughters, that we are called His children, that by His own blood He signed our adoption paper. All of these things are nothing in comparison. In fact, Jesus as if kind of senses that the crowd is kind of feeling uneasy about crosses and carrying them every day and, and so forth and, and, and as if they were saying, oh, Jesus, why are you pushing us away? Why are you doing this? Why do you have to make it hard for us to follow you? Why do you have to talk about crosses? And why don't you just give us the food, give us the healing, give us all the things that, that you're good for, and, and just don't let us talk about crosses, Lord. As if he's saying, why our loyalty to you should be costing us anything? He goes on to say to them right at the end there, he says, nobody of his right mind would build the tower without first counting the cost. He said, there is no military leader who's worth his salt would go into war without assessing his situation. (laughs) Why? Why? He's saying because building a building that's unfinished, when you start and you never finish, it invites all sorts of ridicule. On the owner. It invites all kinds of attack on the owner. It invites all kinds of squatters and and bandits. In the same way, if you claim to be my disciple and have no clear-cut loyalty to me, you will invite ridicule upon Jesus' name. If you claim to be my disciple without a clear-cut loyalty to me and to what I stand for, the outcome in your spiritual battle will be, without a doubt, defeat. What does your loyalty to Jesus look like? Only you can answer that. Is it half-hearted? Is it only outward? Is it only when you are with other Christians? Is it on occasions? Is it only when you need Him? Or can you say to Jesus, Lord Jesus, I want to be your disciple. You have my complete loyalty, regardless of the cost. Because in reality, Lord Jesus, you have paid all of the cost on the cross of Calvary. And the little things I do is nothing in comparison.
0: Thanks for joining listeners around the world for Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Yusuf. This episode is part one of a challenging series called Can You Pass the Three Tests? I hope you'll be able to listen to the entire collection of powerful episodes. Oh, and just a quick reminder, you can listen to today's message again or the entire series at our website. Just click on the listen link at ltw.org. Well, time is gone for this episode. But please join Dr. Yusuf again next time for more Leading the Way. This program is furnished by Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. Connect via television, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and all of the social media networks. Learn more at ltw.org.